Let's talk history now, and uh, I'm joined by our regular historian from Victoria University of Wellington, Dr. Grant Morris. Hi. Hi, Jesse. How are you? Good, thank you. Uh, I know this will be more interesting than it sounds, Grant, the yep. history of Prefu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I know it's a hard title. Sometimes but, Grant's um... like the history of football, <laughs> the history of beer, but no, the history of the pre-election financial update. Yeah, it's one of these things that on the face of it sounds very boring, but the backstory is actually fascinating. Tell us all about it. Mm. So I think it's probably best to start with the pre-preview situation, as I've called it. The fact that you know this idea of that every government has to incumbent government has to open the books just before um, the general election day to show everyone, uh, the public, the opposition parties, everyone what the state of the books is. And, and you know, we kind of take it for granted now. I think that that's going to happen before an election, but. It's actually quite recent, and before preview, basically no one had any idea what was going on. Yeah, that's, that used to be a, a, an event in itself, wouldn't it? The new government would take over, and then they'd take a look at the books for the first time. Yeah, yeah, and, and, it, and it really um, created some really negative and unfortunate behaviour, because an incumbent government, uh, if they saw fit to do so, could basically hide how bad the books are, or perhaps they could spin that they're much better, and um, who would know? No one would, would be able to predict until such time as, if there was a change of government, that new government came in. So, And that could mean that incoming government had a, could have a really big shock, and they may have campaigned on particular uh, promises, uh, based on the fact they thought there might be some money, yeah. they get in there, they find out there's no money. It's like, oh, sorry, we have to cancel our provinces. Um, so it was, it was a, it was a really unfortunate situation, but one that pretty much went on for most of our history. Any particular examples? Yeah, so there's two. There's two, I think, main examples which led to the change. Um, so I'll go. Th- I'll go through them, and, and, yeah. and that kind of, um, I think, uh, listeners will understand why why it was changed. The first one was 1984, and a lot of listeners will know that Muldoon, by that stage, had got the country into a pretty uh, difficult financial position. His government and the decisions it made, and you know, the external events as well. But because he didn't have to open the books before that snap election in 1984. When the fourth Labour government, the government of, of Longy and, and Roger Douglas came in, you know, they knew things were pretty bad, but they didn't know how bad, uh, and that only became apparent once they once they got in. Um, and they actually um, had a kind of ceremonial opening of the books a few weeks after they won the election. Uh, to I think part of it was theatre to show, look, far out, this is what we've been faced with. This is going to affect you know how we run the next three years. Uh, Robert Muldoon wasn't clear enough with the public and with us about how bad things were, um, and you know it's a real headache for them. Um, interestingly, it didn't. It wasn't Labour that made the preview change. I mean, they made so many other constitutional mm. changes, and Geoffrey Palmer in particular said, "Look, I don't want 1984 being repeated in terms of the constitutional crisis around handing over power and so on." And yet, they didn't bring in preview. Preview came from 1990 and was a result of Labour. Um, and in this case, it was uh, when uh, uh, Mike Moore was. You know, lost the election as Labour leader, Jim Bolger came in, and you know, no preview. They didn't know how bad the books were, and in particular, they didn't know how bad the state of BNZ was. Uh-huh. And Ruth Richardson, who is 
Uh, and this is an interesting one because Ruth Richardson is actually the hero of the story. Um, and Ruth Richardson's not always the hero of New Zealand stories, no. um, but she is of this one. She tells a story about on election night, you know, basically saying, "Hooray, we've won! You know, we're back in power." And then getting a call from Jim Bolger's office saying, "We've got a problem. You know, we've just discovered the situation with BNZ and that we're going to have to bail it out." Uh, and, and part of that, and, and just I think the way in which Labour talked about how. You know, that the books were better than they were, meant that National came in in 1990 and couldn't, you know, couldn't do the, some of the things they wanted to because they had overestimated how good the situation was or underestimated how bad it was. Um, and Ruth Richardson basically said, look, enough's enough, we're not doing this again, and that's that's where we get to the kind of heart of our story. Yeah, not straight away, but obviously put the plan in motion because I think it was 1994 mm. that act was mm. uh, eventually passed. So presumably the 1993 election, we had no prefu, or didn't yeah, we? Yeah, so, um, so no, it comes in the Fiscal Responsibility Act of 1994. So yeah, because if you remember that 93 one, I think we were actually watching it together, Jesse, was the one where Jim Bolger said, bugger the pollsters. He, yeah. he, he nearly lost it to, to Mike Moore. Um, but... They, you know, no, not Mike Moore. Not Mike Moore. 93. Was it Moore? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Remember Mike Moore said it's going to be a long night. It was the long night speech. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah. I always yeah. think of Mike yeah. Moore as disappearing after 1990. Yeah, he gave a victory speech, even though he hadn't won. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. Um and yes, yeah, so National kind of just squeaked through in, in '93, and it gave them a chance to get through this act, which, with Ruth, which Ruth Richardson had been planning for some time. And I mean, it's you know, it's more than just preview. It's about um, you know half yearly budget updates, about annual. You know, it's got all of these basically a timeline of all of the times in which the government has to release information about the financial situation. But it does bring in preview, um, and it means that. You know, as a real encouragement for governments to run balanced budgets and to be transparent if they couldn't. You know, if it's a deficit, so be it, but be be clear about it. And so everyone everyone knows and, and Treasury prepares, so there's that independence to it in the sense that Treasury, a political neutral public service uh, body, they will prepare all of the information and for preview, as we know from last week, it'll be out there uh, and people can have a look at it. So what should we take away from this talk, Grant? I mean, preview's not perfect. Um, you know, it's a snapshot in time. Treasury's making predictions often they're wrong, but it is a big, big improvement on what, what the situation was. And politicians can't turn around afterwards, after the election, and say, we didn't know. We didn't know how bad things were. So I think it really uh, creates more responsible, responsible campaigning and more responsible promise-making. And in, you know, as I said before, in this case, I think we've got to give real credit to Ruth Richardson for being for pushing this through, because it wasn't in the interest of the incumbent government that she was part of to, put, to push this through. Uh, and yet they did it. Thank you, Grant. Great to chat to you and uh, a very interesting report on the history of the Prefu after all. Good to talk to you and catch you next time. Cool, thanks, Jesse.